This is Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Matt. That's Ryan. Ryan, I've got a unicorn horn for a... Stop, stop, stop. Matt, I'm the shit. Everybody live, throw the pistol and fist. Oh, man. Uh, So it's a Christmas miracle. Uh, Killer Mike came down the chimney. Uh, <laughs> at midnight on Christmas morning, and uh, and Run the Jewels dropped RTJ three on uh, on our doorstep uh, or right under the tree on uh, on Christmas. So the uh, uh, the uh, fist and the gun are back on our uh, back on the the you know screens of our phones as we listen obsessively to this over the last several days. We actually delayed recording this episode of the podcast another day so that we could have another day to listen spend some time with the lyric sheets and uh by the way the whole record is free uh free to download not just free to stream you can you can get it you put your email in at the run the jewels site uh run the jewels.com and you get a download of the uh of the whole thing album art a pdf booklet like all the normal shit that you don't that you don't get with the uh with the regular drops so it's interesting that you say this because, like, right, so one of the things that when you put in your email address, you then um, are on their mailing list so that you then get the next um, miraculous midnight email from uh, from Mike and LP, right? Uh, and, and in addition, though, right, so that the album is free, um, but then what, what you pay for it in installments um, with all of the Run the Jewels uh, merchandise that you will likely purchase over time. Um, and to kind of update there's a lot of updates on run the jewels and our i think one's our relationships with run the jewels uh since the last time we recorded on them um or at, on run the jewels 2 um in 2014 yeah, two right years so at ago, th- right man right so at that time i owned one run the jewels shirt that i bought when i saw them live in boston now i own probably probably close to 10 items of run the jewels uh merchandise because it is uh more or less uh in and they they have a partnership with the uh, streetwear brand daylight curfew that they are a um a streetwear collection uh at this point uh, and there are a variety of i have i have probably about um right so that my my fist is clutching about one uh, one t-shirt for each finger uh and then the gun uh, on the gun are Draped, uh, draped several tank tops uh, and a hoodie. Um, and so... Uh, <laughs> you know what would be really funny is to get like a coat rack where where it was just gun fist, you know, yeah. and, the, and you ha- you hung your hoodie on the uh, either the two fingers of the gun or else the larger knob of the, of the fist. I mean, I think yeah. like, I think houseware is a natural brand extension for, uh, for Run the Jewels at this well, point. It would actually be great if you can uh, the other thing uh, at a small way it could be like there could be a jewelry stand right so you have the gun in the fist and then you hang you hang your chain on the, on the gun and fist um and and, and it's interesting that uh, in uh, you know maybe we'll talk about the album art but this is uh, this is a chainless gun and fist right and that uh, on this album cover the gun and fist are gold um and uh and the chain is absent and there's been some um uh some clarification from um from killer mike and lp about the kind of changing 
interesting uh, symbolism of the golden uh, the gun in the fist. Um, but that uh, at least part of that is their own intrepid uh, merchandising. And the the other piece of merchandise that I've uh, came because this is their you know their their next full album um, following Run the Jewels two. But the thing that came out in in between, which I also own uh, on vinyl, is Meow the Jewels. The uh, the joking uh, the initial joke um, remix album that was promised as one of the premium bundles uh, for the Run the Jewels two was a. Um uh, Run the Jewels to remix with cat sounds, uh, and the Run the Jewels Nation um, started a Kickstarter to fund. I think it was something like forty thousand dollars, <laughs> uh, and easily surpassed that, uh, and then purchased the Meow the Jewels package, uh, and then um, uh, LP uh, made good on that uh, and and wrangled a, a a staggeringly high quality set of um, producers to actually make Meow the Jewels a reality, right? Um, and so those are. The those are some of the ways in which uh, we've uh, uh, of, of where how my relationship with uh, Killer Mike and, and LP has updated since uh, 2014. I, and I think the third one that we'll talk about is that Killer Mike is a lot more of a household name. Well, yeah, that's um, th- yeah, absolutely. That's that's something that I definitely want to talk about. I just I, I just briefly want to imagine the phone calls between LP and the various producers. He, Yo, LP, what's going on? Hey, uh, so you done to remix uh, some uh, some tracks from uh, RTJ2? Yeah, man, that sounds like a great project. I'd love to be involved. I love Run the Jewels. I love the thing. Okay, great. There's one catch. Oh, yeah? What's that? <laughs> you, yeah. have, you have to do it with cat sounds. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or maybe, yeah, exactly. It's 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 the most specific uh, version. It's like, yeah, so like this is going to be the pet sounds of hip hop. Like, no, no, <laughs> like it's very literally the the it's the the sound of one specific pet, right? It's not it's not pets sounds. It's one pet sound, and that pet is a cat. <laughs> yeah, pet, one pet, one sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good ratio. All right, we're gonna get into uh, to all of this uh, interpretation of the of the album and also the kind of the larger place of run the jewels in in uh the culture but do yourself a favor go get yourself your own copy of run the jewels three i mean the usual affiliate links are in the are in the show notes so if you feel like paying 10 bucks for it by all means we'll get a small kickback from uh uh from what you spend but don't do that don't be a sucker uh don't be a fuckboy. go go to uh, run the jewels.com give them your email address use a burner email address and <laughs> get your uh uh get your download and listen to it old style on an mp3 player uh we're taking it way back to the mid to the early to mid 2000s and listening to uh run the jewels three uh a bunch of times on your mp3 player and we will be back after this word from our commercial sponsor are you looking to buy concert tickets very very much well, and I bet you, uh, as a discerning consumer, are really tired of online ticketing sites. I really, I, I am. I feel like Ticketmaster is a racket, Live Nation's a racket, uh, AXS, it's all a racket. Well, then why not call Ticketron? How do That's I- right, Ticketron. Oh, wow. What happens when I call Ticketron? 
Well, when you call Ticketron at our special number, 1-800-TICKETRON, which is not a number because it doesn't have the right number of digits, <laughs> but dial 1-800-TICKETRON and your call will go all the way back to 1989 when Ticketron was still a computerized event ticketing technology uh, that started in the 1960s rather than what it became now, which is a arm of Ticketmaster. What? I feel like I should be going wiki wiki remix. That's right. Call back to a time when computers were not threatening you and and uh, and and mastering you, but uh, just uh, were helpful servants helping you achieve things that you never thought possible. <laughs> wow! Thanks, Ticketron. Uh, I'm gonna call right now and get tickets to the Run the Jewels uh, tour that's coming up. Live at the Garden. It's it's uh, <laughs> Run the Jewels, and you can only get there. With Ticketron. <laughs> hey, Matt. Hey, Matt, I have a question. And for- we're back. Hey, Matt. So these these Run the Jewels three songs with their time signatures in three. Yeah, and, right? And Yeah, and their, and their tales of violence and sex and, and, and raiding. Are these pirate shanties? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh... <laughs> I mean, you know the answer. The answer is within your heart, Matt. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, I mean, uh, I can't say a full yes, but I'm going to have to say a qualified yes. Yeah, uh, that, I agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I uh uh yes, a qualified yes, they are pirate shanties and and for a uh for a couple for a couple of reasons. Um one one they are uh they're more a chronicle of a way of life um right. than they are a, a coherent program for social change, right? I, my, my trolling question to you was going to be this, this run the jewels three with its, uh, pervasive violence and, but you know, borderline or sometimes not so borderline mis- misogynistic language. And it, is this album woke? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, you um, know, and I think that we expect a certain level of mo- wokeness from Killer Mike, given his, given his sort of place in the, given his place in the culture as a, as a political campaigner for Bernie Sanderson and things like this. But like, but like yeah. returning to your question, because I think it's, it's a funner way of addressing, it, yeah. of addressing mine, right? Like, well, and, and my other question, my less fun question is, are Killer Mike and LP Bernie bros? <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's getting at the same. It's it, like let's let's do it the fun way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the the yeah I I um you know I think that that like uh I think that the uh, the um oh I'm, I, I want to make sure I get it I I want to make sure I get it right get the language of the quotation right but the uh, the um, sample that's on the album. Uh, that's you know the uh, a riot is the language of of the people who have no voice or the riot the riot is the is the language of people who have been who have been silenced and so if you know if this is sort of if it's sort of a riot uh it's uh there's there's a reason you know yeah that's uh yeah that and just to quote the quote it's an mlk uh junior quote um 
uh, I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. Uh, but in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. Right. Um what what track is that? Because I was just clicking through Genius, looking. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. That. So that is uh, that is the track, and this is I think really relevant. Uh, called Thieves! Exclamation point. Oh, I um, was just I was just on that one, and I saw the uh, the Twilight Zone quote, and I thought it can't be this one. It can't be. Uh, it is. It, it starts. It starts with the Twilight Zone and uh, ends with Martin Luther King Jr. Right. Uh, with his, right? yeah. With his sort of like drawn out uh, oratorical, you know, um, sort of southern southern church oratory like stentorian uh, stentorian voice. Um, I mean, and, and, and it starts with Rod Serling's kind of stentorian, kind of more ominous voice. Yeah, right? a, a, a little bit. I mean, it's uh, yeah. Rod Serling speaking into a microphone. Rod Serling speaking in. Into your ear directly, right? right? And uh and MLK speaking to to address a crowd, which is kind of an interesting movement. That's sort of an interesting structure from the kind of the 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 point casting communication or the the sort of um mass communication to the kind of other kind of, of mass communication, which is communicating to the masses. Um that that uh yeah, and so that so that the sort of they're they're kind of a chronicle, they're a chronicle of a mentality or they're the chronicle of a way of life in the in the way that like pirate shanties are uh, a uh, a chronicle of the of a way of life right like i'll sing you a song a good song of the sea way hey blow the man down and trust that you'll join in the chorus with me give me some time to blow the man down which is about you know knocking out and kidnapping people shanghaiing them to to uh uh into uh servitude aboard uh aboard pirate ships also there's kind of like a a sort of edge of criminality and legitimacy yeah. sort of like out on the and it's not you need like secure society in order to have a secure sense of criminality this is more kind of out on the fringes um like at the you know at the level of at the 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 border i mean uh of order and disorder and in that sense yeah. you know there's there's kind of a uh uh, and and then the a uh, kind of I don't know uh, and then kind of the role of the sea in pirate mm-hmm. shanties that is like it's both the ultimate threat it's like Davy Jones locker it's drowning it's sort of uh, it's annihilation and yet it's also um, it's also kind of the medium of your escape right like it's it's the medium that the the boat uh, that the boat moves through so that if you have uh, so that there's this dual sense uh, there's this dual sense of it and i think there's there's a sort of dual sense of like uh a sort of a dual sense of of the trap right like as as a trap and as as a a, yeah. a way uh, the trap is the way out of the trap of the trap you know yeah yeah and that's it's really interesting because that was actually a line that was in um one of the other great uh rap albums of 2016 the tribe called quest record um that there's a fife dog line that says um should i be trapped in the trap right, right. and he, he, he exactly calls that out and kind of um both the kind of the 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 triple meaning of kind of the genre um you know the genre of subgenre of hip-hop the um kind of drug lingo of a a trap house and then um the in the uh admiral akbar sense of it's a trap (laughs) exclamation point (laughs) yeah um and that like and 
and uh, for what it's worth, like I give I I give Run the Jewels enough credit that I feel like they're playing on all of these levels. I feel like we're not reading, I th- we're not sort of reading into it or sort of trying to recover it uh, for a sense of like middle class white wokeness. Um, you know, uh, to, uh, uh, to, uh, to, as, as though it needed to be rehabilitated somehow. I, I, I feel like this is all there in the, um, uh, this is all there in the, uh, like in the, even just in the kind of the, the manifest content of the, uh, of the text and, and just the prevalence of triple meter was like, you know, that like one, two, three, 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 uh, which I guess like I associate, I associate with southernness, like above kind of New Yorkness or LA-ness in hip hop, right? As kind right. of a, as as a marker of that, and and maybe that's because it's not. I'm I'm this is far I'm far outside of my area, but it's it just when in guest verses when I hear that, uh, it, it's usually someone who's associated with like Atlanta or with you know um, sort of uh, uh, southern music. Um, trap music, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think what's interesting is so, and that was what kind of led me kind of down this question initially. And then I kind of thought about right because I was thinking about all of the triple meter, um, and 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 it's there though, both in the um, in in the vocals, but also in the beats, right? There's a number of my first question is was going to be are these waltzes? And then <laughs> no, they're not exactly waltzes. And I was like, well, what else is in three? And I'm like, shanties are. Right. Um, and and I think what's really interesting though is that there are I, I, I there there's a lot of this kind of the, the 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 part of what the threes are doing here are the threes are kind of there's one question of thinking about the triple meter um, in either the vocal lines or um, in the beats uh, by themselves. But part of what they are often doing is clashing with each other and kind of creating tension. Um, and so that uh, that that a lot of the effect is that even, you know, uh, and then there's a lot of different ways uh, in which like either um, Mike and LP are in three, but the beat is actually still in four um, or um, the beat is in three, but they're rapping uh, in kind of the double, the double time threes. And so that this type of that the triple meter on the one part is kind of evoking that kind of southernness. Or the um, or the kind of Atlantic, right? The, the area, the area, <laughs> Atlanta, Atlantic, right? Um, and some of kind of the area of well, both piracy and and the slave trade, right? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> like, um, and, uh, and, and it's also though evoking the sense of kind of, you know, that, that this is a, a ship that is sailing against the current. Right. Um, and so that with the use of the, of, of wind or of, of navigation or of, of some kind of propulsion that there is a kind of, um, not just being taken by the current, but kind of a skipping against the waves, um, and along them. Um, and that kind of sense of 
kind of multivalent, multidirectional opposition um, is is I think there in the music, and I think that that you know by doing that and kind of by, op- by operating in this kind of multidimensional space, um, it also kind of plays with this idea of something that you were just saying about kind of villainy um, and and painted as as being painted as a villain, and that's something that's kind of was has been in the other albums as well, um, and that you know like Killer Mike has has talked about and kind of used this idea of being a villain um and that there is both a kind of you know a a way that uh, this i think is playing both with it's kind of embracing the heel turn in some places right of um of if one is being kind of discursively delegitimized then how do you like um you know, uh, uh, how do you kind of lean into that while also still, um, I mean, so how do you be both good and evil at the same time? Right. And it's, it's one of these things, right. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's LP, uh, one of the, the LP lines that is, I think similar, like, uh, similar to the, the run, uh, naked backwards through a field of dicks from run the jewels too, is the, you're, you running out of ways to go fuck yourself. I will innovate. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there's the, it's funny. I, you know, in, in, in typical middle-class white guy fashion, uh, this reminds me of a scene from the West wing. <laughs> uh, there's a uh, in the the Bartlett re-election campaign. There's a debate, and they're all concerned about whether he's going to be uh, perceived as a liberal egghead know-it-all professor. And uh, the insight comes with uh, he can't. Uh, he is going to be perceived as a uh, liberal egghead know-it-all pr- professor, no matter what he does. Right. You know. Uh, so uh, the benefit is. He gets to be a liberal edhead all professor, right? And there's something there's something uh, similar like this. If you're going to be discursively disempowered or, or delegitimized, if you're going to be called names, um, no matter what you do, you can actually do the thing that you're being accused of. There's like a double jeopardy clause. They can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. If they're if they're uh, if they're calling you a thug, uh, you get to be a thug because they can't say, "Oh wait, no, you're a thug," and we yeah. actually mean it this time. <laughs> You know, right. It's yes, yeah, it's, dis- it's discursive double jeopardy. Right. right. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And I think that um, the, the other uh, example of this is comes also late in the album. Um, and it's it's a, uh, a Mike killer Mike directly addressing um, one of the online um, clusterfucks that he was a part of, which was um, when he was acting as a Bernie Sanders um uh, surrogate and there was a, a controversy over a a a comment about having a uterus uh, does not qualify you for um, public office and there was a whole back and forth about what you know that he was quoting something that was said to him and does that you know exculpate him and, and anything but here's the line in which uh, he addresses this on the song um, he says ooh Mike said uterus they acting like Mike said you a bitch to every writer who wrote it misquoted it Mike says you a bitch you a bitch you a bitch <laughs> <laughs> and and there at right and there you go. Like to a certain extent, uh, this is how the mechanism works. I think we can analyze that uh, a little more in a slightly more sophisticated way in this case. But like, you're you're going to accuse me of sexism? Oh, I heard you like accusing people of sexism. All right, I've got some accusations. I've got some things that are worthy of accusations of sexism for you. Uh, it's, it's kind of like it's like a gunfight, right? It's that they're they're very skilled gunfighters, um, and in that they're keeping track of how many bullets the other the opponent is firing right and it's like you fired all of your bullets and now i i saved one yeah right? um and, or, and, or like you brought it yeah you brought an op-ed to a rap battle you know 
Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. You brought a think piece to, to a <laughs> battle, right? <laughs> to, yeah, exactly. To a freestyle battle. And you just got, you know, all your sort of carefully considered word processing uh, is is no match for the for the like the ferocious lyrical power of of Killer Mike. Uh, and and I, it's it is ferocious. And I want to talk about it for a second. But the the um, uh I, I guess is there anything else to cash out about sort of Killer Mike's uh, even it just even the name Killer Mike just really leans into this uh, really leans into this sort of uh, uh, aspect of aspect of performative criminality that with or sort of performative fuggery that that we talked about because like if you see he's been doing a ton of media and he seems like the most affable guy I I yeah. sort of say like if if the George W Bush test text uh, test for president is like is this someone you would want to have a beer with i definitely want to have a beer with killer mike i feel like that guy's probably a great time and uh but I, I think now in in 2016 i think the, the the question is like is this is this candidate someone that you want to smoke some weed with right <laughs> um i guess so yeah to smoke some some medicinal or just fully legal decriminalized marijuana well, exactly <laughs> um and and it's there right um where is it um it's it's uh, in the beginning of the first song of down right um killer mike Mike opens the album. I hope, I hope, I hope with the highest of hopes that I never have to go back to the trap and my days of dealing the dope. So I, I only f- uh, spit fire and dope. So later on, you can go quote my lives to your people and folk, and they say, "Damn, that boy be spitting that pressure, and and he be smoking that pressure, and he's smart as a professor, right?" Um, and that that is kind of, and it's it's kind of exactly playing those those contradictions, right? That like. You know, at this point, the name of Killer Mike now, you know, when he and he's been rapping as Killer Mike for a long time. But that that being called Killer Mike is this uh, uh, absolute advantage. It helps the with the bookings because the people that are booking don't necessarily read up on him. Right. Or And that they 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 like this like, but you are woke. But your name is Killer Mike. Right. Like um, that, that there is there's like very little kind of um, <laughs> the, the, right cable news does not really uh do well with irony right or tension or ambiguity um and so uh and and uh and and it's interesting because it gets also a de- uh a deliberate de- diss uh as well uh, on thieves um i believe there's also a a fuck you to don lemon right um that uh what is the line it's uh it's something like dummy don um where is it uh, I'm searching. Uh, yeah, CNN got Dummy Don on the air talking about he smells that ganj in the air. Dummy don't know and dummy don't care. Get that punk motherfucker out of here, right? Um, it's kind of and talking about kind of uh, his coverage of um, Ferguson, right? Where he's kind of um, uh, sensationalizing um, and delegitimate delegitimizing the um, the Ferguson protests, right? right. Uh, the the um, yeah, exactly. It's I mean it's it's. It's less irony per se because I feel like there is a I, I feel like there is mm. great great irony in the form of facetious sarcasm uh, mm. here and mm-hmm. and just the, the like withering sarcasm and just sort mm-hmm. of withering withering criticism um, uh, in a in a way that is like technically ironic it's it's yeah. it's more like it's hypocrisy or it's two facedness right or it's yeah. a kind of like yeah. it's a kind of intentional. 
uh, it's, you know, uh, ungenerous. Uh, uh, he, he actually name, name checks the, the all lives matter, uh, camp at a, at a certain point, right? Like, um, that, uh, you know, and it's that I think that just makes him, uh, that, that just makes him, makes him crazy. Um, the, you know, brings on the kind of the full force of the, brings on the full force of the, uh, of the energy, uh, and, and the kind of, um, uh, you know, I, the, the sort of the, the performance of mastery. Yeah. Like even the, all the, the smoking pounds and pounds of wheel pound. Uh, I, I smoke a pound of the Kush. And, and by the way, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. I smoke a pound of the Kush. Right. Yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, even with that, it's like there's this, there's this sort of, uh, hyper masculinity. Uh, you know what I mean? That's like, uh, uh, you know, oh, you're afraid of, right? You're afraid of, you're afraid of violence. Well, you know, I, I can do violence beyond violence. Like we do violence beyond violence. We go, uh, uh, and, and I think there, I think you can tell it's not exactly a joke, but I think you can tell that there is, uh, a kind of tongue in cheek aspect to it because of how cosmic it gets so quickly. Like how we fight the devil in hell and how we, you know what I mean? Like how, you know, I don't know that the, and like riding, riding in on a lion is like <laughs> line, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it definitely it moves to the fantastical right like uh, both the cosmic and the fantastical um and that these are like these are great battles right <laughs> um <laughs> that are being fought right um and and yeah i mean it's an interesting question of like what genre is this right and it's it's like it is it's it's kind of both fantasy it's 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 it is sci-fi and fantasy right uh, <laughs> yeah i i mean i think that's right i this is i don't know this is sort of refreshing to me after a year of uh socially serious um prog r&b albums that that kind of want to uh that kind of want to be serious and solemn right like th- this is one that wants to be serious and a party uh you know and is not and is more more definitively a hip hop record c- just cuz of the focus on on rapping i mean just cuz of the nonstop uh nonstop high speed lyrics um the the uh, and the kind of the instrumentation the way the the way the songs are are constructed a, yeah, a little yeah. more you know well, but it also shares some elements with those, and this is very, it is very much an album album. Um, and I, you know, I want a quick shout out to a friend of TFT podcast, uh, DJ Bean, uh, who, uh, who he and I, uh, emailed, uh, in on, on Christmas and the day after Christmas. Um, and you know, the direct quote from DJ Bean is, uh, I love it. It lacks heavy hitters. I'll, uh, run the jewels too. But a friend made a good point that run the jewel tool, run the jewels too, was the singles album. And this is the album. Um, and I think that that the albumness uh, shares some elements um, with the kind of uh, prog R&B albums, with the kind of um, that the, there are a number of songs that feed in, that kind of flow into each other, and there are, um, if not skits, elements of multimedia performance art. Um, we talked about the um, uh, the the kind of samples of various um, kind of uh, of speeches, and I think the other one that is like this kind of uh, both serious and a party. Is is the um 
is the is the intro the the beginning part of uh, Panther like a Panther, um, where uh, it features LP kind of doing doing kind of beat poetry. It's like it's LP at the at the poetry slam, and his poetry slam line though is I flood the speakers with heat seekers, I keep, uh, and keep sneakers cleaner than nunnery pussy evening of Easter. I will, I will live leave my prince on her keister i suck the clit and release it if it will please her i kneel to her make best believe make a meal of her thank you and they're sna- and they're snapping right they're snapping and uh and then there's a a yes yes brilliant right um and uh and, and of of kind of whoever is kind of presiding over uh over this um poetry slam right and that and that this is like right it's that you know the poetry slams are are interesting because it's right it's that that the poetry slam is actually a good kind of way of of describing the vibe of of like Prague R and B right uh, it is it's it's um, kind of the it's it's self consciously woke and and ser- and solemn yeah right? there's and, there's kind of a preciousness to it right and that and, yeah you know that uh, or I I guess in its most excessive moments because I I don't mean to to shit on what we have been calling prog R and B and by the way someone is gonna steal that shit from us someone is gonna like d- take that name and use it in the media and claim they invented it first and, first yeah. first first <laughs> we you know we were yeah. Exactly right. Like uh, uh, even our even our superficial genre descriptors are super official. But the uh, the um, the there there is like in its most excessive moments a, a kind of preciousness that I think is is the the sort of the poetry the poetry slam th- things right because like the the po- the poetry slam is is like a position of it's it's conceived of here as a position of privilege right a position of relative sort of calm and uh, uh, and plenty you know uh, it's it's kind of a luxury good right it must it must be nice to be so chill right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like it must it must be nice if if it's uh, if it snaps uh, instead of gunshots that are greeting the, the you know, sound of your words. Um, right. The the uh, yeah, it, it I, yeah, it's interesting. It, it'll be interesting to see who comes up, who comes out to the run the jewels tool tour. Uh, this year, right? Like it was yeah. I, the when you described it last time, when you described seeing them live in in Boston, and and I know you have tickets for the uh, for the upcoming tour, but when you de- when you described it, it was a oh, little. Yeah, bit- we're, we're going, we're going, we're not going quite full Deadhead, but we are we are caravanning because uh, <laughs> they're they're playing Boston and New York in successive nights, and we are we are going to both. Um, and uh, you know maybe we will just be moved to drop everything and follow them around uh, with our our guns fists and duffel bag full of of run the jewels outfits <laughs> one, one for every day of the tour <laughs> the um uh yeah there's actually a card a tour a tour poster uh that uh comes in the package with the album and it's uh it shows a lot of those dates i think the first i think boston and the first new york date uh are sold out and i guess there was a second new york date added um la not sold out yet so if you want to see it with me you you still have the uh you still have the option um the uh uh but you described the you described the um 
the kind of the incongruity of the crowd uh, at that show a little bit, like throwing up the gun in the fist, uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, uh, like Boston white college kids or something like that. That, yeah. that was, you know, uh, and, and and I wonder if there's something. Yeah, it was, about- it was what we, it's the Childish Gambino audience. Yeah. Uh, that DJ uh, that we talked about with DJ, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Well, right. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, is, is Bean his DJ name or, you know. And no, it is his. It is his surname. No, uh, no I, know. <laughs> I know. Is it like LP? You know that, like. Um... Look, I think we should only troll the people who are present. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think, right? Like, like even pirates have a code, um, and uh, and and I think our pirate code is is troll only when you can be trolled back. <laughs> so, so uh, what we're saying is, DJ, uh, we, we miss you, and come, 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 troll and be trolled soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right exactly hop on the hop on the pirates uh, pirate ship dj because yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we always get more booty when you're around <laughs> yeah but go on uh. <laughs> um that uh, I, is there something about this that makes it sort of user-friendly right to a to uh to an audience that that is not necessarily the uh, audience not necessarily of the milieu that mike is talking about in his lyrics Hmm. You know, um, like, is it is it that like does does he make you know uh, uh, right like th- th- this is trolling this is trolling pretty hard and and just to be clear I like this record and and I like this group but like uh, is it it do, do, does it make um, you know does it make sort of urban like underclass urban rage uh, does it commodify it in a way that is easily consumable by a by a, a middle class relatively privileged audience? I mean, yeah, but that's that that's the Bernie Sanders coalition, right? <laughs> um, or that was that was an attempt, um, uh, and and it, def- it didn't necessarily work out that way. I mean, I think it is an attempt to build a coalition, um, and that there is a certain amount of packaging or making uh, palatable um, necessary to to do that. I, because I do think that some of the outlandishness uh, is is becomes legible as rap, right? Even as much as uh, um, some of the politics are not kind of le- legible or relatable to some of the audience. Um, and as I think as challenging as the music is right it, with the time signatures um, and the kind of really kind of universally kind of dark and dystopian um, uh, vibrate that the, that is not necessarily the point of connection. Cause a lot of that does not sound like a lot of contemporary hip hop, but that the, the postures, the poses are familiar, right? Um, and but I think that I mean, it's, there's an interesting question of if you're doing, right? It's like if it takes kind of pandering or lowest common denominatoring to get some people on board, can you then move them up to a higher co- common denominator, right? Like, can you level up the denominator, um, and, and, or are you stuck with the denominator that you got them on board with? Um, because I, I think that that is the interesting question is you know can you you know uh, you know if you've if you've 
if you've gathered the sleepwalkers, can you make them woke? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, or, or do you have a vast um, sleepwalker zombie army? Right. And that's all you have. Uh, and it's, it's this interesting, it's, it's a gambit, right? It's, it's not a sure thing. Um, but there aren't sure things in this, in this game. Right. And, and that there are some lines throughout. Um, I mean, right. The, the lot, the language of, of masters, uh, is throughout, right. It's there on the last song of kind of killing the masters. Um, and it's, it's somewhere earlier. Um, I forget which song it is where I think Mike has the line about kind of, um, it's, it's kind of saying, you know, uh, there's like media telling you to vote, to choose your new master, right. Kind of uh, playing a discourse of it's all bad choices. Right. And that the, the kind of system, uh, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, a, a sense of kind of, there are, um, of, of the, of the fiction of, of, of choice. Right. So there, there is, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, the, that, yeah, I think that I, it's, it's important. I think like that, that is a two part song, right? And it's uh two parts, like a report to the shareholders slash kill your masters on that right. one, uh, on that, on that one track. And the idea of shareholders and like, who is a shareholder, you know, who is the, and, and by the way, this it's, is it's me. Every, every is what you don't know is that every piece of merchandise is actually a piece <laughs> of common stock in run the jewels. Right. Right. <laughs> so I, I have, uh, Ten shares. Yeah, I have ten shares. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I have I have at least ten shares of um, uh, of of gun gun and fist limited, right? <laughs> and there's there's this there is this sort of bitter irony in in the idea that like a report to the shareholders is part of a. Um, is part of an accountability mechanism in corporate mm-hmm. governance where mm-hmm. the, where the directors, um, demonstrate that they have been fulfilling, fulfilling their fiduciary duty, uh, to advance the interests of the, of the shareholders to make money, um, from, uh, from the shareholder, for the shareholders, right? And like this is uh, from the shareholders, for the shareholders. And, and there is a, like, there is a sort of ironic comparison that like, you know, uh, it should be even more so in social organization, right? It should be Right. Even more so in the disposition of society, where the leaders are kind of accountable to advance the interests of the of the people broadly conceived, and that that is, uh, you know, there there are a couple of there are a couple of of things like who who is holding shares and who is sharing, right, and who is reporting, and whether the reports are true, and whether the people who are giving the reports are actually uh, meaning them, and and things like this, and and. Um, yeah, and this 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 idea. I, I just I, I bring this up and, and delve so deeply into it because I feel like it it uh, it resonates um, with what you're talking about in in a sort of rhetorical gambit in in because a, 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 there's there's a sense there's a sense in which it could be seen as kind of selling out uh a message uh, but there's a sense that it could be seen as sort of inviting everyone in to a kind of broader more broadly humanistic uh you know um uh identification with one another to to, to kind of uh, s- uh buy shares to buy into right yeah. uh, a larger uh, to buy into something that is a little more uh a little more of a collective and where the kind of the message is kill your masters. Uh, that is to say kind of abolish the, you know, abolish the idea of, um, 
abolish uh, abolish the kind of the master dynamic uh the kind of subservience dynamic that has sort of defined uh that has come to define um american political discourse american racial discourse Amer- you know uh, abolish the idea of uh, uh abolish the idea of the the discursive marginalization um that uh you know um that has disproportionately uh harmed some people well, I think it's also another way of viewing this is that, right, like it, 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 another way of kind of thinking about the logic of shareholders is that it's keying in on that that is the accountability mechanism that actually is functioning, right? Uh, in that, uh, uh, and, and that there are, because like the current, you know, masters are the people who own the most shares in the most kind of valuable companies, right? And that, um, you know, I think the contrast, right, is in nonprofit organizations. Um, one talks about, and in kind of public value-producing organization, one talks about um, uh, 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 stakeholders instead of shareholders, right? And that, um, and that, the and the the idea is that in a kind of more multivalent, uh, valent, and non-kind of profit-producing uh, enterprise, that what is being um, produced is not one discrete private good, but a kind of more diffuse and contested conception of public value um but that that along with certain other kinds of ambiguities of mission and purpose or or conflict lead there to be these failures in that mode of accountability and so the question and 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 uh and especially if there is kind of capture through private value seeking rent seeking um organizations then that's like you know why why bring um a stakeholder knife to a, a shareholder gunfight right um and so that this idea of all right, if if you know corporations are persons, um, and that those are the persons that that matter, um, let's make let's make a corporation, uh, and and it will be a mighty corporation that shall slay the others <laughs> in single combat, right? Um, and uh, and and that that there is a kind of um, and that that and but again, I think there's an interesting question of once you've kind of created shareholders um you know and, and you you have to create this type of a uh, beast to um um kill the masters then then what's left how do you then build a a postmaster society um and uh and with because you've used um and i'm thinking of the quote about kind of you know dismantling the master's house with uh, with the ma- with the master's tools right that i'm uh, that i'm paraphrasing um but that there, there's a question of like what does that look like um well, are, and, are you saying are are you saying that uh, the the Bernie Sanders revolution didn't have a sustainable philosophy of governance, mm-hmm. <laughs> or do you take or do you take the do you take the fifth on that? Like uh, no, I, I, like I, Killer I, Mike I, says to and down. No, no, but I think it's 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 there as well that that on the one hand, right, that this is, you know, it's so interesting that the um, album starts with the word hope, right, uh, and and just ends with the word masters still right, right? uh and and so that there even though there is a sense of and i think it's also you know it also ends it's it, i think it's telling that the last verse on the album is zach de la roca right that um and so like all you can do is continue to be raging <laughs> against the machine well, yeah well I, right exactly and that that like yeah uh, also rep- reprising a bravura performance on close your eyes and count to fuck right right 
from uh, uh, from RTJ RTJ two. All right, just as just as we we wrap, I wanna I want to draw our attention to to just two little moments because they're they are outliers. Uh, they're the slow jams. They're the sexy slow jams uh, yeah. on this record. Uh, oh mama and uh, Thursday in the Danger Room, and yep. and that like uh, the the thing without necessarily getting into a like a line by line analysis of them. Um, the 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 interesting thing is that here to me is that there is a there's a sort of more personal tone to these they're about more yeah. personal um kinds of relationships and they're not about a kind of political uh tactical public performance right they're they're yeah. about sort of more more individual, more private, more sort of personal moments. And there's kind of a vulnerability to them that I think is an, you know, uh, that I think is an interesting thing. And, and the fact that they both, they both land like one, one, you know, uh, one about sort of family relationships. My mama said that I'm not living right. She said, I'm crying on you. She said, I waited, uh, I waited up for you all night. I said, I'm trying mama. Um, that, you know, that like, uh, there's a sense of, there's a sense of sort of cost right um and and of a of a kind of pain and and then the other the other one thursday in the danger room is is sort of about it's actually really sort of touching um and it's a it's a genre of it's a genre of uh hip-hop that's like the sort of the ones that didn't make it and sort of meditating meditating a little bit on on survivor's guilt or kind of the, the the personal cost uh if mama if oh mama's about um uh, the personal cost in family relationships. This is about kind of a, a, a per, personal cost in pure relationships uh, and in in community. Um, yeah, and it's uh, and, and and it is interesting, right? The chorus of that one is, I, and I guess I'd say I'll see you soon. But the truth is that I see you now. So I'll talk to you like you're around. And I guess I say you left too soon. But the truth is that you never left because I never let myself forget. Um, and and I think that the other kind of piece of that uh, of kind of going back to Omama that kind of gives this kind of um the sense of 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 kind of this being a place apart but still connected to the struggle is right the first line of the first verse of Omama is gun in the holster be right in the upholstery somewhere right close to me um but i think that that's it's interesting is that it, it, so on the one hand the gun is in the holster right so that uh um and, and yet it is also right there right so that even when the conflict is set aside um it's also you have to be ready at any time right that there are a few moments of of reflection um and so the sense of kind of simultaneous presence and absence um in both of these songs uh is uh, uh, kind of connects them and also to each other and and also to the rest of the album which is w- when the gun and the fist are out of the holster yeah right? and they- I mean, there's right. There's a sort of theory of uh, oh god, what is it called? Dual consciousness, seeing yourself through two sets of eyes, your own experience and the experience of the dominant society. That like, uh, and and there's an idea in psychoanalysis called ego splitting, where you can kind of have experience and observe yourself having experience, and sort of it's it's uh, you know it's related to the kind of the social ills that that run the jewels addresses, and it's also related to the kind of. Um, to the kind of lot of the artist to be able to kind of make uh, make art. Anyway, these the, uh, these are these are sort of 
these are outliers in in the the run the jewels canon a little bit and that's i i think they're in a sort of interesting way to uh interesting way to close because they are i i think they they reveal a level of depth of vulnerability of humanity that that kind of uh throws into relief um throws into relief some of the other stuff and you know makes it uh, makes it clear that it's not just a a uh, a bunch of of uh, you know hyper masculine ultra violent posturing um, a, a a sort of channeling of of political will into a you know into a performance of of uh, of uh, accessible <laughs> uh, uh, violent rage and supremacy um, uh, like a struggle for a struggle for uh, a struggle for like revenge or, or or, uh, you know, reasserting um, legitimacy, but but that there's also there's this. I mean, there's this other dimension where there's this sort of human. There's this human element to it. There's this sort of human cost um, that exists side by side uh, with it, like the gun in the uh, like the gun in the holster stuck in the upholstery near uh, uh, out of hand, um, but never but never far uh, never far away. All right. Yep. Uh, let's uh, let's call it there. Uh, RTJ three is online, uh, and uh, we are online also. We're on Twitter at TFT Podcast. We're on Facebook, uh, and uh, join the show notes if you want to talk about RTJ three. Uh, go to overthinkingit.com, find this episode near the top of the page there. Click on show notes uh, to find the show notes. Um, this has been the uh, this has been the contemporary quarter and uh, the 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 fall quarter, and we are uh, moving into the the uh, winter quarter. Uh, where we will go back into the early '90s uh, with uh, um, uh, with historical albums uh, and spend the next uh, three or so months talking about those. Let's you know. So uh, get get back. Uh, just uh, dust off your disc man. Right, like go back into your collection of of CDs because we are uh, uh, we're headed back into the '90s. Uh, but no matter what, no matter what period uh, we're in, you know. We're going to keep it real.